You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, you're listening to another episode of Luke's English Podcast, and in this episode I'm joined again by my brother on my left, hello. Hello. And a friend of ours, both of ours, Aaron, on my right. Hi there. Um, Do you normally speak with such a high-pitched voice? Was that particularly high pitched? I don't know, don't you think, James? He was like, hi there, a little bit high pitched. Should I try again? Yeah, okay. That, uh, hi there. That's it. It's more manly, it's more commanding Thank you. Um, yeah. on, on the podcast. Um, so we're just sitting here in Aaron's flat in uh, Stockwell in South London uh, on a nice sunny day, which probably should be outside, should. enjoying the nice weather. But we're not, we're inside um, recording a podcast. Yay! Because that's just how much we think that it's important to do this. We're willing to sacrifice uh, vitamin D uh, for somehow making the world just a better place to live in. That's the philosophy behind Luke's English podcast. Here, here. Yeah, here, here. Which is a, another way of agree. It's a way of agreeing. You can say here, here. You could say it's a way of agreeing with gusto. Really, here, here. Like <laughs> I, I, I yeah. fully agree with what yeah. you just said. Okay, so. Um, now we we know we know you, James, um, because uh, we've met you on the podcast before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, for some reason, the listeners seem to like listening to you. No, you got no no comeback <laughs> from that. Okay, fine. Um, but first time, it's the first time that you've been featured on this award-winning podcast. Award-winning. Yeah, it's award-winning. Oh, now. Right. It yeah. keeps going on about this bloody. Well, of course, of course, I'm going to go on about it's it. A it's, it's not just, it's not just that. It's I actually what, won. What I actually won an award. Yeah, I won an, uh, an Oscar for best actor wow. at uh, the uh, uh, Oscars uh, last year. That's fantastic. Um, thanks. I obviously didn't win an Oscar. No, that was just a just a hilarious joke. Um, so, Aaron. Yeah. Um, was that too high pitched? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, one, 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 one of the Bee Gees just walked in. <laughs> that was, well, was just one of the Bee Gees. Okay. Yeah, he's gone now. Okay. So, um, Aaron, um, how, how do we how do we actually know each other? Wow. We'd need to go back uh, many a year to uh, six, Solihull Sixth Form College. Solihull Sixth Form um, College. Which would have we been... We should probably cut in some like, wonder stuff or something now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Na, 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 you mean some in- indie music yeah, some from, indie from music. that period? Set the scene, you know, yeah. with little, and a little rosy tint around, or not rosy tint, like a sepia around the, the camera lens, if it was being filmed. So basically, this is a flashback sequence. Yeah, this is a flashback to. I had hair, you had hair, (laughs) we hair. (laughs) So it's a flashback to the nineties, something like nineteen ninety three. Doc Martens. Everyone was wearing Doc Martin boots and kind of uh, shirts, baggy, baggy clothes. You had dreadlocks. That's right. You had had rings in your nose. Yeah, I had a few nose rings. You were the Uh, most hardcore, young sort of. What's the word? Grungy. Yeah, I, I was like a bit of a mess, you know, as a teenager. <laughs> I thought but you looked quite cool. I've got the girls. Yeah, a lot of tippets on the leather jackets. A lot of tippets. These yeah. are the days when we used to hang around at college wearing ripped jeans and army boots. Yeah, para boots with tight black jeans tucked in. Uh, yeah. Unwashed, generally, appearance. Yeah, yeah. Kind okay. Of, um, kind of band t shirts, like mud honey t shirts. Black t shirts that have been washed t-shirts. so many times they were grey. Yeah. These are the, the, the kind of grunge years, I suppose you could call yeah. them. Yeah. This is when sort of Nirvana was, you know, when Kurt Cobain was still alive. 
Yeah, but we, no one was that into Nirvana. I was quite into Nirvana. Well, yeah, I was you were, you were massively into yeah, Nirvana. I into Nirvana. Okay. I just don't like to admit it because they're popular. That's not true. That's not I saw true. Them live. Did you see them live? Yeah. I'm saying that it wasn't Dolly like Bird. the only band everyone was into. No. Yeah. Like there was there was a massive massive. But, but just for the for the for the benefit of my listeners who are trying to kind of get a reference for what life was like mm. for us at that time. It was when, for example, people were listening to Nirvana and you know, it was the kind of grunge era, 1993, although obviously we were listening to other kinds of music yeah, as well. Yeah, I was listening to the Orb a lot. And, yeah, uh, there was other kinds of music. Very, sort of various ex consciousness expanding forms of uh, you know, electronic music. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, just to set the scene, so this is when we lived in the Midlands near Birmingham. Now, Aaron, you're actually from Birmingham, right? I am from Birmingham, yeah. So, yeah. have you got an accent? Have you got a Birmingham accent? I, I have a soft accent, I've been told. Uh, yeah. It tends to uh, bubble to the surface yeah. if I'm either um, around other people from Birmingham or Brummies, as we are uh, known, yeah. or I'm particularly drunk. Uh, <laughs> and when I slur, I tend to slur in a Brummie accent. Really? But I like to think that I, you know, have a nice Birmingham accent. Yeah, I, to I, a, an abrasive one. I think you have a nice Birmingham accent, don't yeah. you? I quite like the Birmingham accent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people say no, it gets a lot of stick. It, it, it makes you sound stupid, uh, which in this case is quite apt. But <laughs> yeah. You do get a lot of intelligent people from Birmingham as well. Let's not let's not let's know, not forget all the, the most put upon accent though. Isn't a, lot of, it, a lot of people say the Birmingham accent does make you sound stupid. It's like I'm from Birmingham. Everyone in Birmingham speaks <laughs> like this. It's like a stereotype <laughs> Birmingham accent. Yeah, Black, Black Sabbath. Yeah, want, they've all got brilliant Birmingham. Ozzy Osbourne. Not just Ozzy, but all yeah, we're all really. the but you know just Noddy Holder, but Black Sabbath. Actually, yeah, he's amazing. Black Country. But hold on, yeah, they see uh, we, 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 go, we can get into very dangerous territory about the Birmingham accent because some people say, uh, you know, Black Country isn't Birmingham and so on. But anyway, you've got a Midlands. You're from Chelmsley Wood in the Midlands. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. with us, maybe here in London, your Birmingham accent isn't as strong. When you go back to Chelmsley Wood, it probably comes out. Well, I don't go back to Chelmsley Wood, thank God. Well, don't you? Uh, I haven't been boring. back there for a very long time. But when no. I do go back to Birmingham, I uh, stay uh, at my sister's house in Erdington, which is also quite sort of brummy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, basically, if you're listening to this and you can't understand anything that Aaron is saying, it could be because of his Birmingham accent. Stupid accent. Yeah. Um, okay. Now... Um, I just want to ask you both a question, first of all, and that's, uh, have you ever lived in another country? Yes, I have. So, it's, speak up, we can't hear you. Lived in New Zealand for two years. Okay, lived in Wellington. New Wellington, New in Zealand. In Wellingtons, mm. sorry. Yeah. Not wearing Wellingtons. Long time to wear Wellingtons. No. You must have got awful trench foot. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, so you lived in New Zealand for two years, fine. Yeah. And what about you, Aaron? Yeah, I lived in uh, France for six months and I lived in Holland for a year, in the Netherlands for okay. a year. Lovely place. Okay, did you ever kind of feel like uh, uh, life in those countries was a bit, was a bit strange? Did you did you ever get did you ever feel like yeah. these people in this country oh, are weird? weird. Yeah. Do you ever feel like all that all the time? What yeah. can you give us an example of how you felt that the Kiwis' life or lifestyle was weird for you? Well, um, it wasn't that weird. Um, it felt it felt quite inward looking sometimes, but I suppose this country does as well. But you notice it more when you're away. Inward the kind of Kiwiness of it. Everything over there is sold on the back of it being 
New Zealandish. So you mean they were very proud of... Very of, patriotic, of, but yeah. it goes as far as, you know, an advert for anything, like a hardware store, you know. Like, this isn't a hardware store, this is a Kiwi hardware store. <laughs> you know, like, everything you know, made from the finest yeah, New so Zealand quite, land. Quite <laughs> <laughs> these aren't floorboards, these are, these are Kiwi floorboards made from real <laughs> New Zealand... Wood. <laughs> these, are, these are Lord of the Rings floors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's so, fair enough, but I can't think of a good example. I'll, I'll try and think of something. But uh, there were moments when you were probably thinking, this is... This is uh, when, they, when they all got off the bus, yeah. they'd all go, thank you, driver. Thank ah. you, driver. Which was really sweet, and I like that, actually, but you just think, bloody hell, you don't really get so that. So, they, when um, New Zealand... When they like, got even off the even bus, in the city, you know, even, even the... the, the you know, the city boys. They thank the driver. Thanks, driver. Thank you, driver. I think that's perfect. It's lovely. And polite. I know, it's lovely. Okay. I, I didn't think that was weird, it was just different. All right, I good. quite liked it. Good, good. good. But, Aaron, it, France, the Netherlands, uh, weird? Well, I mean, France was weird anyway because I was essentially living in a tent for six months. You were living in a tent? Yeah. Was it really? Like, like, not a little tent, not like a crawling two-man tent. It was like a big living tent <laughs> with a separate bedroom and a sofa. Really? On a yeah. campsite? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You Where lived on a French... Like France? Yeah. Cool, sounds quite good. Yeah. Whereabouts in France? It was, uh, well, the nearest city was... Saint, uh, town, I should say, was Saint-Jean-de-Mont. The nearest city was Nantes. Okay. So it was kind of in between... Uh, Nantes and La Rochelle in the Vendée okay. on the Atlantic on, coast. It's a very pretty coast. place. I was kind of living within walking distance of the beach, which was really nice. Okay, very nice. And uh, so, uh, how come you were living in a tent for six months? Oh, that's, that's it's a long story. story. Okay, but let's just say you were living in a tent. Um, but uh, yeah. what about the French lifestyle? Was there anything that struck you as being a bit odd or strange? I don't think so, particularly about the French, because we kind of, as English people, we grow up with quite a familiar, quite a, uh, how can I put it? I mean, we're quite familiar we're quite with, familiar French, with French culture, exactly. Yeah. So we expect to, you know, to go to the supermarché and buy... Uh, some nice brie and a bit of and a bit of uh, a baguette for lunch. Yeah, you know yeah. that's quite normal. So I think, I think it's you adapt to French, the French lifestyle quite quite easily because you're quite au fait with it. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Holland again is has a great deal of similarities to to to, to the culture of the British, yeah. although it's slightly skew with. Ski whiff. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it's uh, there's a, it's like a there's a kind of uh, some things are slightly different. Yeah, some things are the same with a slight difference. Okay. So, what examples? Well, obviously, there's things like coffee shops uh, where you know probably less so nowadays, but I'm going back quite a long time where you know each city in Holland has areas where you can go and smoke uh, cannabis and that's perfectly uh, fine and not really frowned upon. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found strange when I first moved to Holland was the you have these little uh, like vending machines mm. and um, rather than selling packets of crisps or like chocolate bars, yeah. you put like what was then guilders actually, not a euros, and you put like a couple of guilders in and you open this little door and you get either Frickendale or croquettes, and they're like these kind of meat-based snacks, like a kind of cheesy sausage thing, or, <laughs> or like a kind of weird burger, and, and you have them with like, it's called ketchup, I think, it's basically some kind of weird mayonnaise, tomato, ketchup right. hybrid. Right. Um, 
so, which I find really odd, but I actually really, it, there was something really nice about treating yourself to a frikandel or croquette. So I imagine the, the strange thing for you is that, well, in England, we don't have, like, let's say, fresh food or meat or cheese-based products in a vending machine. You certainly they don't. They're usually cans of Coke or chocolate yeah. bars yeah. or crisps. Yeah. So it's strange to have what felt like fresh food coming out of a machine for you. Well, yeah. I wouldn't call it fresh. Yeah. Hot food. Like hot food, like meat or cheese yeah. In, yeah. coming from a Cheesy machine. Cheesy meats, like basically. It was a kind of mixture of both. Of but cheese not and entirely meat. unpleasant. Okay. And quite good when you're, you know, when you're in a rush and you just need to kind of eat something quickly. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I, I ask you that because I thought um, that we talk about the experience of um, how, how uh, the lifestyle of other cultures, when you first encounter it, strikes you as being weird. Or when you hear about the way other people live, you think, that's weird. They, these people are strange. Mm. Uh, but actually, uh, when you look at their lifestyle, there is probably a reason for it. And it's not that they're weird, it's just that they're different, right? Now, I've been thinking about this because I saw a video on the website TED. I don't know if you're aware of TED. Um, no, I'm not. It's, it's, I think it's a conference in America, um, and they publish their, their um, talks on, on the internet. Uh, and TED, I think, stands for Technology, Education and Design. And so... Um, it sounds like a front for some evil organisation. You think so? Yeah. It's, it's not evil at all. It's actually really good because they, they share all their ideas for free and stuff. It's, it's really yeah. good. Their ideas on Scientology. There's no Scientology involved. Who is that? Is there actually a Ted? <laughs> there is there a, a main there's Ted. No person, no, there's no person is called Ted. Ted. It's like a giant no. evil teddy bear yeah. trying to take over the world. Uh, I reckon that sounds about right. Like, I don't think... Mech, mecha Ted. Mecha bear. <laughs> like Akira, the film Akira. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> I don't know if any of my listeners, except for those people in Japan who know about Akira, Akira. Will, will know what my brother's... Akira's pretty well globally known. You think so? Yeah. You'd be surprised that how not many people will know about Akira, I think. Uh, but anyway, it's a, it's a Japanese cartoon. Manga. Which, you can't uh, call it a cartoon. Manga, sorry. It's a manga. Anime. It's an anime movie. Yeah. Um, Alright, well, Ted, anyways... Whatever. It, it's also on YouTube. It's a, it's a presentation by a guy called Derek Sievers, or Sievers, or I don't know. Sievers. I think it's Sievers. Derek Sievers. Sievers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, um, I believe he's from the States. He could be from Canada. <laughs> 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 right. Um, and um, the title of the presentation is Weird or Just Different? So let's have a look at it, and then we're going to talk about... Um, Various bits of. Uh, well, you're not going to have a look. You're going to. We're going to have a look. We're going to have a look and and listen. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able listen. to. You'll be able to hear this on the podcast, um, and then we'll talk about it. All right. So here's the video. <laughs> Ted. Ted. Ideas yeah. worth spreading. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're standing on a street anywhere in America, and a Japanese man comes up to you and says, uh, excuse me, what is the name of this block? And you say, I'm sorry, well, this is Oak Street, that's Elm Street, this is 26th, that's 27th. And he says, okay, but what is the name of that block? And you say, well, blocks don't have names. Streets have names, 
blocks are just the unnamed spaces in between streets. He leaves a little confused and disappointed. So now imagine you're standing on a street anywhere in Japan. You turn to a person next to you and say, excuse me, uh, what is the name of this street? And they say, oh, well, that's block 17 and this is block 16. And you say, okay, but what is the name of this street? And they say, well, streets don't have names. Blocks have names. Just look at Google Maps here. There's block 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. All of these blocks have names, and the streets are just the unnamed spaces in between the blocks. And you say, okay, then how do you know your home address? I said, well, easy. This is District 8. There's block 17, house number 1. You say, okay, but walking around the neighborhood, I noticed that the house numbers don't go in order. He said, of course they do. They go in the order in which they were built. The first house ever built on a block is house number one. The second house ever built is house number two. Third is house number three. It's easy. It's obvious. So I love that sometimes we need to go to the opposite side of the world to realize assumptions we didn't even know we had and realize that the opposite of them may also be true. So for example, there are doctors in China who believe that it's their job to keep you healthy. So any month you are healthy, you pay them. And when you're sick, you don't have to pay them because they failed at their job. They get rich when you're healthy, not sick. In, <laughs> in most music, we think of the one as the downbeat, the beginning of the musical phrase. One, two, three, four. But in West African music, the one is thought of as the end of the phrase, like the period at the end of a sentence. So you can hear it not just in the phrasing, but the way they count off their music. Two, three, four, one. And this map is also accurate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a saying that whatever true thing you can say about India, the opposite is also true. So let's never forget, whether at TED or anywhere else, that whatever brilliant ideas you have or hear, that the opposite may also be true. Domo arigato gozaimasta. All right. So you get the basic idea. When does, when does the TED turn up? Are you obsessed with this idea of there being a huge mechanical teddy bear? He looks like a huge mechanical teddy bear. You think bear. Derek Sievers looks like covered a... Him, covered a, in skin. I think there might be one controlling him from within his brain. Okay. A see little we, mini one. Just like controlling his actions and stuff. That's, that's brilliant. Um, okay. So the idea is like, is it weird or is it just different, right? So I've got a list of things here which are um, things it's that... like a test. No, it's not, it's not a test. It's just um, multiple choice. No, you can relax. The, it's, uh, it's, it's just... Uh, it, no, there's no right answer. It's, it's one of those things. Is there a prize? The, the wrong answer would be... Well, we'll see. We'll see what you say. And so there is a prize? I'm answering what he just said. Oh, sorry. Keep no. up. Um, right, so let's just go through this list that I've come up with and uh, uh, sort of in a vaguely uh, normal way try and discuss whether you think these things are weird or, or just different. Okay. Right? Okay, and so but where, which of these things do you consider to be normal or strange? Why do you consider, consider them to be normal or strange? Yes. In which countries do they do these things and why do they do them? All right? Uh, could you repeat the question? Um, no, because you... you <laughs> that that's, several questions. Yeah, it was a few different questions, which can all be found on the web page. I'm still if you, confused. If you oh, do we need a buzzer? Uh, you don't need a buzzer, no, no. Um, it, all you need to do is sort of uh, just try and make okay. this work, okay? <laughs> all right. It's like, honestly, this is like having two kind of te teenage schoolboys in, in, in the room with me here. Um, okay, so... Sir, sir, I need to move. Shut up. <laughs> shut up and do as you're told. So, first thing is um, kissing or hugging someone when you meet them. 
So, for example, kissing someone on the cheek or hugging someone when you meet them. Do you it entirely you depends it, on how attractive they are. Do you think that's weird? <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. It how depends come? on how well you know them. Or, uh-huh. No, not necessarily how well you know them, what kind of relationship you have with them. Okay. So, for example, I wouldn't necessarily hug you yeah. when I meet you. It's not because you're not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would hug my friend Dave when I meet him. Okay. It's not, well, I do don't think, like him any more than you, we just have a hug. I think that you see each other maybe less than you uh, than no, me, no? No, 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 not true. It's just that you have more of a kind of hug type relationship than you do with me. Yeah. Okay, I feel slightly disappointed. Do you want a hug? I don't get the <laughs> hug when I, meet, when I meet you. I can't hug you because you're so attractive. Okay, because you, you would get excited if you did <laughs> hug me. That's okay. exactly it. But generally in England, do you think that it's kind of normal to, to hug someone when you meet them? Well, uh, it depends uh, how drunk I am as well. Depends how drunk you are. Yeah. That's interesting because you have to be, you have to use alcohol to get relaxed enough to be able to hug I don't a friend. Have to, but it just generally happens that way. Okay, so you tend to be more friendly and more maybe sort of uh, uh, you, you more, more, more comfortable with physical contact when you're when you've had a few drinks. I think that's probably it's, true about yeah. English people. Yeah, we're quite uptight generally. Yeah, we're, it, we're I'm not uptight, but yeah, I'm more we're a bit reserved before we have a drink, and then we go over the top. And then when we have a drink, we get yeah a bit too. Can I just say actually, I think it would be nicer if we hugged each other more often. Yeah. Not just you and me, but in general. Well, not necessarily when drunk. We should like as we greet each other. It's I like, nice I to like hugging girls. Of course you sure. do. That's for sure. Any excuse I to? I quite like hugging sort of smelly men that much. <laughs> I do it anyway. It's part of the, it's part of the job. <laughs> I think it's it's it, it's pretty normal to. I mean, it's if you're very close friends with someone, if you haven't seen them for a while, you might give them a, a hug when you meet them. When you meet a female friend, it's really normal to give them a kiss on the cheek. It's not really right? appropriate to hug them, Jim. Who? A female friend? No, I don't. Really unless do they it, unless they instigate the hug. unless it's like. I think it's yeah. I think it's normal to kiss a female friend on the cheek maybe twice. <laughs> both ch- not twice on the same cheek. No, but one on both. <laughs> one on each. Keep going. One on each. in and see what happens normally. <laughs> <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, it's the worst that can happen. You actually it's try to you just just get off you with every female friend. You just try to get off with each female friend. That's um, not true. Some it is true. I've seen you too. <laughs> As a listener, maybe your task while listening to this is to try and okay, decide which things are, are genuinely true that they're saying and which things are just just complete nonsense they're making up on the well, spot. Well, I'll give you a clue what June just said was actually true. It's not true at all. It's, it's partially true. It's not. When he, when he meets some girls... Truth in there. That's why it's the, 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 the partial truth in there is that in the past you have been known to try and kiss girls when the situation hasn't been appropriate. That's the truth. You do it once, once, and you're just never allowed to forget about it. For life. They're, they're, do we? Tony, I've done it. I've just not done it in front of one of my friends. I, I'm scared that my listeners aren't following this. Okay. Yeah, we have sorry, to try and keep it clear. Okay. All right. We're having right. a laugh. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we'll stop having fun. Okay. <laughs> and and try right, and let's focus. just draw a line under the whole snogging yeah, thing. Okay. All right. I think in some countries. We, we just have so, Sorry. What, what do you believe about hugging? Is it well? It's um, I, all I'm saying is that in some places, um, it's a bit they, of a free for all. Wait, there, wait a minute, wait a minute. In in like Italy, for example, they they there's a lot of physical contact when you meet a friend. Um, 
when you meet a female friend, like you kiss on the cheeks a lot. Um, and whereas in a place like Japan, you definitely wouldn't hug your friend or kiss really? them on the cheek when you meet them. No, no, absolutely not. What would you do? You would just say hi, and it's much more. Um, just stand there all. You'd stand there and and maybe a little bit of eye contact. You just get the sense that you, the, the you two friends are going. Maybe a little bit of bowing or something, but you just get that sense that the friends are, are really happy to meet each other. They don't they don't have to give each other a big hug. They don't get really physical, right. but they, you, you just get the sense that you know when they're very glad to, it's to very meet. Very interesting you. example because. So one of what the Sorry, point, okay. points I'm making is that uh, uh, a Japanese person, when they meet um, an English person, for example, if you go to hug them, they might feel really uncomfortable. Who's right and who's wrong? Which one is weird? Which one <laughs> well, is not? It depends normal? whether you're in the UK or Japan. Yeah. Or yeah. somewhere in between. I don't. If you're in somewhere in between, so say I don't know. Siberia. Why? Siberia, Siberia, I think. What would you be doing in Siberia? Well, it's just somewhere Japan? between England and Japan. It's not. It's, it's much closer to Japan than it is, is it? to... Yeah. Oh, okay. I would say somewhere like uh, India, or maybe uh, the uh, United Arab Emirates, possibly. Just a neutral space between England yeah. and Japan. We, yeah. we are digressing slightly. Yeah, we are completely. Sorry. Let me move on to the next topic. I've got so many points here, we're never going to get through all of them. Um, this one is... I wonder what you, you have to say about this. Having two separate taps in the bathroom. So, just to clarify that, um, in England, we often will have a hot tap and a cold tap. Um, you probably don't because your kitchen's, your bathroom's quite new. But um, hot tap and a cold tap separately. Uh, whereas in, for example, most countries in Europe, let's say, would have one single mixer tap. See why it's such a big deal. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's a big I, deal. I've never no, even noticed the I, difference. I'm yeah, not no, sure no. about this one. I mean, look around you. <laughs> yeah, but but just just bear with me. The only reason I say that, I don't think that's that's a big deal. But the number of times I've heard people make comments about how in Britain they don't understand why we have separate taps. I think it's fine. I don't care at all. But um, it's it, time and time and time again, people who come to England often. Uh, get confused and a bit frustrated by the fact we have two separate taps. Well, I don't think it's a big I don't think it's a big deal, but it seems to be a big deal for a lot of people. Get what on. do you I think? I think, provided that the taps still have a very clear indication of which is hot and which is cold, i.e., with blue for cold and red for hot, yeah. it's actually better because I have the uh, mixer, the mixed taps, which means that when you want to change quickly from cold to hot. It can take some time, basically. So, for instance, I want to fill the kettle up yeah. to make a cup of tea, but I've just filled the, the, the sink up with to do washing up with hot water. You've got to waste... There's quite a lot of wastage there when you're actually switching from uh, hot to cold. So, yeah. I think that's a part of... But also, it doesn't matter how it comes out of the tap. You're supposed to mix it in a bowl, even if you're washing your face. Are you? Fill the sink up. What? Because it saves water. Yeah. I think this is a thing about the UK. Oh, we, we're very conscious of saving water. Yeah. But in other countries, they don't. Like in France, for example, they run water down the, uh, uh, through the, the, what do you call it, uh, the gutters of the streets yeah. often in Paris yeah. in, uh, in, and lots of other places. You find that they just run water through the gutters of the well, streets. Well, it's to clean the streets. But for us, if they did that in any city here in England, the there'd be outcry like, how can you waste all this water? Mm. It just shows that here, for some reason, we, 
want to conserve our water more. Where I work, I we, use, we use rainwater to flush the toilets. There's a system that that's, collects rainwater and uses it to flush the toilets. Yeah. I don't really know if, if there's some geological reason for why we need to conserve our water more than other countries. Well, we haven't. We've got there's a hosepipe ban at the moment. Yeah, hosepipe ban. So historically, yeah. we we need to be quite quite high population in this part high of population, world as well. small space. Yeah, we need to be quite yeah. careful. Yeah, um, the two taps in the bathroom thing is something I need to come back to because uh, who cares? Come on. Well, we we don't care. <laughs> um, I don't care. All right, fine. Well. That's the, often the reaction of people who, from this country, but if you come from an, oh, I, never mind. I mean, it's not. It doesn't take long to adapt to the fact that there's two taps. Yeah, it, sh it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I don't understand why it's so. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why it's frustrating Just, either. You know, but uh, there's obviously something there because loads of people keep going on about it. And where, from where? Are they, from what? From country? from all over the place, like. Uh, from countries in Europe, from Switzerland, from Brazil, from the USA. Are they, are they just really snobby people? No, they're not. No, no, they're really not. It's nothing to do with them being snobbish people. It's just that they don't have mixed tap. They find. <laughs> oh God! I'm so sick of this okay. subject. Yeah, let's just move on. I mean, I understand that they have they have mixed taps. Mm. Sorry, it's it's obviously a, uh, a real where, tricky where, one. Where is school uniform? Well, I, I quite like girls to wear school oh, uniform. Dear Lord. <laughs> is that what we're talking about here? Oh. I don't know. Sorry, well, I don't know what you just said. That. <laughs> oh. Sorry, wearing school uniform. So some countries not do that then? Yeah, of course. A lot of countries they don't have school uniforms. Yeah. I'm just going to go and get some water out of my mixer tap. A lot of countries don't have school uniforms. We do. Big deal. Next one. My, well, my mum used to say it so that. Um, you didn't have to keep buying kids new clothes so they look smart at school. No, the reason you have generic. school, school so uniforms is very much so that everyone is on a level on playing level. field. Yeah. So and there's not competitiveness exactly. about what fashionable yeah. clothes you Which have. I think is, is, I think is admirable. Yeah. And it also means you only have to buy one outfit, they wear it to school, and that's it. It's probably cheaper than mm. buying, yeah. you know, having to keep them in new clothes all the time. Because they're quite hard wearing, aren't they? Like blazers and stuff are quite, well, yeah. strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite a good thing. Did you wear a blazer? Yeah, I had a blazer with a badge on what, it. What colour tie? Black and black red. And red. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sort of yeah, quite, yeah. quite aggro. Mine we used to wear our thin side round. You know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the mod tie. Oh, but did you not go through that phase where you had a fat knot yeah, and you used to yeah. snip the end off your tie? Yeah, yeah we used to have a fat knot phase. And yeah. a fat knot and the tie would be yeah. this long. Or tucked, yeah, in, yeah. tucked into the shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a gold and blue striped tie, diagonally striped. Gold and blue. And a nice yeah. badge on my blazer. Yeah. Although I didn't like wearing blazers so much. I didn't mind the blazers because they had big pockets. You could like, you know, keep cigarettes, conkers in there. Did you wear grey socks for white socks? Grey. Mm, very, very posh. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, what else? What else is there? Having milk list? and tea. Having milk and tea. I like milk and tea, but I can understand it's a bit of an aberration of the pureness of the tea. But I like it. But we only have milk in English tea. Yeah, we wouldn't put. If milk you have in green like tea. tea, you wouldn't put milk in no. green tea. You wouldn't put. You wouldn't put milk in black tea if it was a foreign. Yeah, leaf. If, yeah, if so, Indian tea yeah. or something. Well, we do put milk in Indian tea because most of our most of our tea is actually, is actually Indian tea, isn't it? English breakfast tea, I think, is just a combination of lots of different types of Indian, Indian tea. tea. Yeah, you're right. So actually, it's, it's just black tea with milk in it, really. English breakfast, but it's just the yeah, way no, that it is. Yeah, but it's still English tea, isn't it? You you buy English, you can buy a kind of 
yeah. English breakfast tea. Yeah, yeah, but in, the tea that the English drink is originally just Indian-grown tea, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think. Or, or even a mix of Indian and sort of a Kenyan tea or Kenyan, something. Siberian. Yeah, Siberian <laughs> tea. Um, but anyway, I guess the point there is just that some people, you know, for some people putting milk in tea is really I weird. I can see how it's weird because, it, you know, milk, milk is like... It's, it's not in the same family, is it? It's, no, it's like, weird it comes out of a cow. Yeah. Why which makes it slightly odd It's like fatty stuff, do you know? Yeah. I think it is a bit weird, and it, I think it makes the tea less healthy as well. It's much healthier if you drink tea. On that's right, yeah. That's true. Um, so that we just like it, we're just used to it, and it's kind of quite hearty, isn't it, a cup of tea? It's got it's a good. few extra calories yeah. in it. If you're feeling a little bit down, a little bit upset about something, yeah. have a cup of tea with milk in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it makes it slightly more comforting, doesn't it, yeah, having yeah, milk it in it? I think also something to do with... Uh, English food, it's always a lot more fattening or a lot more kind of, it contains a lot more fat or calories than food in a lot if of other countries. We a couple of extra calories, we will do. Maybe there's some traditional reason for adding calories like that because it just means, I don't know, something to do with it being colder here or something. Yeah, fattening yourself up for the winter. Yeah, it kind of keeps you warm yeah. a little right. bit. Having advertising featuring some nudity on large billboards in public places. So this is when, for example, you'll be driving your car along the street in England and you might have posters advertising with like half-naked women or guys in underpants. Yeah, and I think it's in, much more extreme in other countries. It's more extreme. You go to Italy and they've got the proper yeah, naked women. Some countries in Europe you actually get, you know, full frontal you nudity. You do but then in, in some... But in, I've seen it in France, nudity and stuff in, in posters. But in other countries really? it's like shocking to have... Uh, semi-naked people on massive posters. But isn't that just about a dif how cultures are, uh, you know, the differences in di what's considered decent in, yeah. in general? Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. yeah it we're is. sort of in the middle, I think. I think we sort of and, slightly uh, left of I think we're, centre. We're quite in the middle because you do see quite, you know, gra well not graphic, but underwear adverts and stuff. In other countries. Oh, here. Here, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, see women, quite... women sort of uh, in quite sexual poses with virtually no clothes on. We take yeah. it for granted. It's but... been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't get that. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, it's, we take it for granted, but I'm sure that some people, when they come to England, um, they get really shocked when they see that. Like, we get sort of... Um, Saudi students who come here. Oh, yeah, of that, course. That kind of thing is completely outlawed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, interesting. Is this more about religion? No, um, that particular that particular um, point there. Yeah. Could be related to religion. That yeah. that sort of uh, in Muslim countries where they sort of observe Sharia law. Yeah. Um, <sighs> that kind of thing would be. Outlawed. Yes. Um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's religion and culture. Can it's you all think of culture. any cultures where there is the, isn't where there isn't a predominantly Muslim uh, population where that who would consider our sort of level of leadership uh, quite um, uh, liberal? What about Northern Europe, like, like China, like Sweden, or um, Sweden? I bet they don't have naked. I think the Swedes are quite comfortable with yeah, a bit, bit of nudity. No, but do you think they have them in adverts, though? What, you mean like the, the like, same way that we do? Well, no, more than, say, like the French do, like with an actual naked. Mm, I bet uh, they don't. The, you know, the French don't have, like, uh, 
like tits out all the some, time. No, but they do in some cases. Right? Well, they're slightly more liberal about nudity than we are. But I think in, sure Swe- in Sweden or, or Norway or Scandinavia, I think they're probably a little bit more comfortable Possibly. with their... With, yeah, with but the, I bet they have the... tighter advertising controls as well. Do they? Why? I just think they do. I, I don't think... You I'd know, like to find about... out. I'd like to find out. I bet, this, I bet uh, this, the hotter countries are uh, more liberal. Mm, I don't know about that because um, <laughs> Saudi Arabia is pretty hot and they're not very liberal on, <laughs> no, on in that. Europe. I mean, okay in Europe so you're talking about southern, southern European countries like Italy um, yeah. Spain maybe South yeah. France or something I don't know if it's to do with the heat in the countries or what well they're just a bit more I don't know I don't know a bit more liberal a bit more racy aren't they are they I yeah. don't know they like, have, like game shows with lots of semi-nudity on them and stuff on yeah. the tea time yeah it's, that's true man um, Although Holland, yeah, are extremely liberal with uh, what your not necessarily posters, but in terms of obviously TV, they are very uh, liberal with what what they're mm. happy for people to see. Um, and it's slightly colder there than it is here. So yeah. I think you'll find your, uh, your theory is just being rubbish. Dashed against the rocks. It's very hard to know exactly what it is that defines um, the way cultures work. It's just it's very interesting though. But we have to try and be open-minded, don't we? That's the main thing. Yes. Um, have you got anything else on the list? Um, publicly, oh, sorry, bit tight. Publicly criticizing the government. <laughs> publicly criticizing the government. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, again, this is bad. You can do that as much as you like here, but it just doesn't do, make any difference. Doesn't it? How do no. you know? Okay, I guess it does make some. Difference. A little bit. I think it makes a massive amount of difference if you lobby the government. It does. It it, feel, it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but I guess it does. It's hard, it's hard, but uh, I think eventually you can make a difference by yeah. lobbying, directly the lobbying news, the government. the news can as well. The news definitely influences yeah. decisions and you, because they know it will be reported if they do the wrong thing. Yeah, you're, 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 basically, you're basically allowed to kind of just stand up, in this, stand up in certain places and just sort of say your opinion on the government and openly criticise it. But in some yeah, countries, definitely. You, you definitely can't be heard to, to uh, publicly uh, criticise the, the government. Like China. in Iran or something. Right. You can, you can get into a lot of trouble. It may be in China, yeah. yeah. Which is weird. You think it's weird, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's different. Yeah. I think it's weird. I, I, I disagree with... with um, with that as well, I think um, people should be allowed to state their opinions without fear of being banged up in jail or mm. something. Yeah, it's terrible. Eyes poked out with a stick or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they would. I don't know what would happen. Like <laughs> um, okay. Girls wearing miniskirts in the middle of winter. Girls wearing miniskirts in the middle of winter. What do you think? think? Northern English thing, isn't it? Northern um, like Newcastle. Newcastle. I mean. They're tough lasses, aren't they? They're tough yeah, northern lasses. Yeah, that's an interesting one because that's like weird. If you're, sorry, that's different or weird. If you're a northerner or a southerner within this country, within the UK. Yeah, you think it's a north-south I difference? Think I think they do I a bit down here. I think it's weird and not different if the girl wearing the miniskirt in winter is particularly thin. If she's like really fast, then I think it's just different. It's <laughs> <laughs> saying that because she's fat, that the, cold, the fat okay. will insulate her against the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, you, that's not true. Like, it's like, true. But, the, if, but the, if the skin is, is exposed to the cold, then she's still going to get cold, even if she's a bit fat. 
It's not that the fat is like blubber on a whale. <laughs> it's not. It really it doesn't well, work like that. You last visited Newcastle, but it's it exactly doesn't like work, that. It doesn't work like that. The skin gets cold. The skin, you know, you've got the skin, then fat, then the rest of the body. The skin can get cold. The skin gets cold. What are we talking know, about? Lines, we're not, not doctors. Oh, a sea lion's skin gets cold. No, it doesn't. It's covered in fur, isn't it? A downy fur. Yeah. But if you were to put a miniskirt on a seal, it's nothing to do with the problem. Oh, oh, I feel God. suddenly much warmer. This is the most shambolic kind of uh, disastrous uh, podcast that I've ever recorded. <laughs> We've ended up with seals in miniskirts. <laughs> I don't think putting a miniskirt on a seal would make any difference to how cold or warm. It would, exactly. it would be a little bit warmer. Exactly. It would be a bit warmer if you put a miniskirt on a seal. Oh, thanks for the miniskirt. I'm really snug now. Which is exactly if you think it would be slightly warmer. <laughs> but, but the point is, the point is here that if you come to England, if you go to the north, particularly in the north where it's a bit colder, and you go out on a Friday night, you might see, even in the middle of winter, girls lining up to go into nightclubs, and they're not wearing coats, they're just in sort of miniskirts and little and so tops. So they have to go and to the cloakroom, yeah, and it's tough, yeah, tough birds. Yeah, exactly. The, the point is that I've heard people say, God, it's really weird that uh, English girls um, just wear hardly any clothes, even when it's cold. And they, they then decide that English people are sort of weird or something as a result of this. But the, the reason is... Well, we think it's really, no, I'm pretty I'm extreme. When it's really cold, you think, bloody hell. Can I make How a point? How do they do that? But they kind of pride themselves on it. They're tough girls. It's, and they, it's, they don't want to look like a wolf. It's not just the northern thing. If you go out in Brighton on a Saturday night, it's yeah. cold down there. It's by the sea, and that's about as southern as you get. Mm. There's a lot of girls walking around in particularly small garments. Good, isn't it? Uh, I think I'm a bit old for that kind of thing now. But, you know... <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> <coughs> um, yeah well, sorry, sorry. What's next? I, I just, what's next? Yeah. Uh, eating. This is a weird list. Eating scorpions, spiders, toads, frogs. Well, we, <coughs> we, I think we consider eating scorpions or spiders to be strange in this country, but um, in China, for example, it's perfectly normal to go down the market and just buy a scorpion on a stick and have a bit of lunch. I've never eaten any of these things. No, I've never, of eaten, I've never eaten frog's legs. No, I, neither have I actually. I wouldn't not yet. Eat a scorpion. Well, loads of people do eat scorpions. Although, if you go to John Lewis here, I don't know if they still stock them. I think it was John Lewis or maybe Selfridges. There's a whole uh, sort of area, like a little shelf. I don't know what the, what the company's called, but you can buy like scorpion lollipops, and it's like a little scorpion or a, a kind of beetle insect or a witch. Sort of yeah. weevil in a grub stick, I don't know. But yeah, they're quite expensive and you can and you can buy them there. Okay. Quite a mainstream. Well that's that's John Lewis, I mean they're very good, they you can get anything. Well, you I mean want it's there. novel. They're doing it because it is weird and it's novel, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Fair, at the end of the day, fair play. I mean the only reason we don't eat scorpions is because we don't have scorpions here. That's yeah. If point. we did then they might have evolved into a food like yeah. it has uh, in other no, countries. No, we, we have foxes and we don't eat foxes. Yeah, there's loads of things that we have that we don't eat. Well, we have loads of earthworms and we don't eat them. Yeah, but yeah, um, but then okay. I think um, I think it's just the attitude in China. Basically, if uh, if, it moves, if it's a, it. if it's alive, you can eat it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I really. that. It's true. I think it's that's true. A good and and in the end, in the end, it's um, they they have more choice, don't they now? 
Um, here we're very sort of squeamish about eating certain things, but if it doesn't if it doesn't kill you and you can eat it, and if you if you enjoy the taste, fine. What's wrong eat, with eating? I something would eat like crickets. That? Apparently they're really good. I've eaten crickets. Um, I wouldn't eat lots of protein. No, not raw. You'd have but to like cook them up. You fry them first. up. Yeah. I've eaten yeah, crickets or gra grasshoppers they or like. crickets. They're they're all right. They're like prawns. Mm. The, the the teeth the the legs tend to do tend to get stuck in your teeth a little bit. Would you mm. eat a witch's grub? Uh, one of those little white grubs. Fat things. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just no. when you bite I don't you know. know. Just I, I find them disgusting. I don't yeah, think I would I eat them. Eat no. But again, like Aboriginal. Uh, They're a treat. In, ab in for Aborigines in Australia, they oh, yeah. eat those all the time. They yeah, they, they love them. It's like a donut or something. <laughs> yeah, they they taste... going down Starbucks. <laughs> Apparently, they taste of peanut butter. Do they really? They don't look yeah. like the taste of peanut butter. They look rank, don't they? Um, hawking, spitting in the street. Spitting in the street. Well, that's considered to be very rude now in this country, it isn't is it? very rude. Loads of people do it, though. It's disgusting. I haven't seen it. But there, 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 it's, it's, it can be... Uh, you can be fined for spitting in the street now in this yeah, country. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to enforce that. Aren't they? <laughs> Why not? Do you think it's all right to spit in a bin? Uh, yeah, if you really have to, I think that's okay. Better than spitting on the street. I think it's yeah. okay to spit in a bin, but you have to uh, maybe do it in a discreet way. If How I really have to, I might spit. You kind of you don't put the bin on your head first, and then spit. you don't do it from the other <laughs> side get, of the road. Get, yeah, get close to the bin and sort of flob <laughs> into the bin closely. <laughs> flob. Maybe use a tissue to dab at the side of your mouth after you finish. <laughs> you okay. tissue, you'd spit into the tissue and throw it in the bin. Yeah, sure, you'd yeah, you just spit into the tissue and throw the tissue into yeah, the bin, yeah. Um, but in some countries, spitting in the street's quite normal. Again, I think oh, in China, they, they, there's lots of... Oh, yeah. That's quite, yeah. quite normal in China. Women, because, women do it, you know? Is that because of, in the cities it's particularly it's quite polluted? Don't know. And therefore there's more reason to do that? I mean, it's they just, actually, it, so. For some reason, that isn't really rude My in that country. My sister in Hong Kong for a while. Uh, and that was one of the things that she she first said about it that she really really despised was all of the spitting, the spitting yeah. and stuff. But you know, for us, that's that's kind of all right. You know, like in Japan, apparently they say that blowing your nose mm. in public is really rude. That if you're there and there's people near you and they're they're blowing their nose, that's like really disgusting. But for us, it's kind of better to blow your nose than to sit there with a runny nose. It's like really normal, like you can imagine an old woman with a oh, handkerchief, yeah. she would just blow her yeah. nose or something. You know, it's kind of, it's quite clean, we consider it to be clean to, to empty your nose, yeah. but in Japan, it's better to sit there going... <laughs> but you're not getting anywhere, Bob. I know, I know, I know, but... Better uh, than in. Number of, numerous times I've, uh, I, for example, would have lessons in Japan and there'd be someone with a runny nose that would just be sniffing all Did you lessons. Did to blow the nose? Well, no, because it would, it's kind of rude for me to... Did you blow your nose when you were in Japan? Um, yeah, and I would, they would let me do it because I'm foreign. But other Japanese people wouldn't really do it because it, it would be considered to be a little bit rude. And it's, it's, it's like less rude for them to sit there just constantly sniffing, you know. I've got a confession to make. What's that? So I went for a cycle uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know when you're kind of cycling for quite a while, and you kind of you can build up quite a, a sweat, a, 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 you can build up quite a lot of spit, don't you? You, you, you mean as yeah. you're as you're yeah. exercising, you're, yeah, you, you kind you, of you generate phlegm. Yeah. phlegm. Yeah, I didn't want to use that word, but phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. So did you spit in the street? I did. Uh, I had to, um, and I, it was 
it was on a high street. It was on Clapham High Street, and I was lucky my bike up, and I could, there was nowhere I could. There was no bins or anything, and and I I, I did it as discreetly as I could, kind of into the gutter by the curb. Yeah. Did you but stop your bike and kind of lean no, over? No, I'd, I'd locked my bike up because I was going to do some shopping. Yeah. I was like, I can't I can't keep this in, so I had to spit it out, and I kind of looked around to see if anyone was looking. I thought I was. I was in the clear, but this guy saw me and he looked really disgusted and actually apologised. Did you really? Oh, well, very nice of you to apologise. Felt really embarrassed. Really. Whereas if you, you know, in a, in a spitting culture, you would have, you wouldn't have thought about no. it. You would have just gone. There was a lot of spit. Was there? Was yeah, it? even though I was quite was surprised. A phlegm gem. It, it was like a jellyfish. <laughs> really, a green jellyfish. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> okay, what's next on the list? Oh, that was gross. <laughs> Uh, saying hello to strangers in the street. Saying hello to strangers in the street. I think you do that here, but in a small town. If you walk past someone on a Sunday, for example. Not in a small town. You wouldn't, because there wouldn't be a stranger. All right, in the, small town. In, in the countryside, then. Maybe if you're on a sort of small little track somewhere, and you, you might say, hello, hello. All right. Hello. Good morning. Hi. You certainly wouldn't do it in hello. London. No, not in no. London, in a big city. But you would do You would do on a little country roundabout, for sure. Yeah. Fast. Um, You'd have to. Burping yeah. or farting after eating? Burping or farting after eating? Well, burping, farting, we're obviously considered to be very rude here. Unless uh, you're with friends or something. But even then, it's like something you'd do as a joke. You know, you, yeah. burping or farting in company is like you don't do I it. I think right? it depends whether you exaggerate it. So if you go, if you make the burp particularly... Yeah, so imagine, if you imagine you're with some friends, like female friends too, if you fart, <laughs> like... You know, oh, would that would be the, you know the female the, the girls would be like Aaron. It's disgusting. I wouldn't I wouldn't fart in front of exactly because yeah, even if you, in front of a male friend, even if you had one brewing, you wouldn't let it go because well, uh, the fart should as it were. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, you wouldn't. Uh, no, I'd leave the room and 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 uh, and, and cock and an egg. <laughs> exactly. Okay. What about you, James? What, what's your position on burping and farting in public? Try not to. Try not to. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes it's really hard, though. What are you going to do? Do you have to go to the loo? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> is that what you're supposed to do, though? Are you um, supposed to go to the loo and just, like, fart? You have to be in the loo. Well, where are you going to do it, then? Uh, go out into a, a, a ventilated area. <laughs> <laughs> Not always possible, my friend. <laughs> but and yeah. sometimes you try and burn, like, and then this, like, stench of garlic just oh. fills the room. That's really... Oh, dear, well, at least you've been eating garlic. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but bad. then again, um, we're going to go back to China. It's quite normal in China wow. to have burp a little it's bit. It's a place I want to visit. It's fun. Imagine it. You can just... You don't have to worry about burping and farting. <laughs> like, I, what I hate is when I'm in polite company and I've eaten, I've, eaten, I've eaten some sort of heavy meal and then I, I've got, like, a lot of gas brewing and then I have to hold it in and it's just then at the end of the day... I just feel inflated with my own gas. <laughs> then, and, but whereas if I was in China, I wouldn't have to worry about that. Have you it's healthier. The fine art of letting it out in increments. Yeah. No, I can't let it out in increments. <laughs> it's either out or it's in. And if I try and control it, then that could be disastrous. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so yeah. I'd quite like it if in if in England we were like the Chinese and we could just burp. I wouldn't. If you had gas, you'd just it let the smell, gas out. It would smell of burps and fire. <clears throat> what you're missing is the fact that they the, the, it leaves a smell. Probably farting more than burping. Well, of course, fighting more than burping. There's nothing worse than the smell of someone else's farts. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things than the smell of someone else's farts. Like murder, that's worse than the smell of someone else's yeah. farts. But it's definitely bad. Yeah, 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 okay, all right. Maybe it's better that we do keep I'm it all. I'm really glad that we, we are discreet about those things. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's weird and not different. 
when other cultures fart and burp really yeah, yeah okay fair enough you apparently if you do both at the same time you can actually kill yourself if you, <laughs> like, <laughs> a if vacuum. you, if you fart and burp at the same time yeah, you can die you can die is that is that a scientific creates, fact yeah, yeah yeah it creates some kind of weird vacuum inside you and what? And then what happens? You implode. <laughs> you, 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 okay. Yeah, you actually implode in on yourself. I don't think that doesn't happen very often. It's really hard to do. I've never farted and burped simultaneously. Exactly. Um, I, I don't want to. It's like if you if you sneeze with your eyes open, then your your eyes will fly That's out right, of your head. But it's impossible to do that. To sneeze with your eyes open. I'm not going to try. No, no it's not. I'd like to keep my eyes in my in my head. And I don't want anyone dying in my flat and no. at Easter Bank. Either. And I don't feel like sneezing anyway, so we're okay. Next one. Okay, uh, a packet of cheese and onion, please. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Sorry, that's from a different piece of material. Go on with the list. Shall I just pick a good one? Yeah, just just pick something. Um, smacking children. Smacking kids. Oh. Yeah, I think that's underrated. Careful, that's sarcasm. You see, it's there. bad sarcasm. What about, are you allowed to smack anyone's kids in some countries? I don't. Th- I think, <laughs> I think there should definitely be more of that. Like some kid on the tube, really annoying, <laughs> just smack, put sharp crack around the ear with an open palm. You're saying that you want to go to a country <laughs> where it's acceptable for you to smack other parents' children. Yeah, well, well, only when they deserve it. I don't think it, that's acceptable anywhere. I, I think you'll find that most... I bet that somewhere it's okay. What, for a, a stranger, if they're irritated by a child, you just go and hit the kid? Somewhere in, you know, the Amazon where it's like, yeah. smack another person's Another child. man's child. Yeah. Um, I don't and he goes, no, fair enough, mate. He was quite being quite annoying. <clears throat> okay. I think, just to be a little bit normal and serious... Serious? Anyway... In in England, it used to be more acceptable to smack the kids. Yeah, it used, used to be. Used to well, smacked. you used to get the cane at school. Yeah. Not yeah. in our time, but slightly prior yeah, to They'd be hit school. with a long, be, thin yeah, piece, piece, piece of wood. Piece of cane across the back of the legs. Yeah, or the bum, or the hands, or something. Um, yeah, it's interesting, actually. It's no longer acceptable to do that. You can't, yeah. You can't be seen to touch kids... You can't touch your own kids. You can't even. You can't even stroke their hair. You, can't, you know, the ch- uh, when a kid is when a kid is born, that's the last time that a parent can touch the child. From then on, they just you know they're, they're wearing chain mail gauntlets. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I don't know if we're getting anywhere with this it, episode. I feel uh, maybe it's just me. I think it's really good. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Good. Good. I don't know what. Okay. I'll pick another one. Killing animals yourself before you eat them. Killing an animal with your own hands before you eat well, it. Well, it's better than eating them live, isn't it? Well, in some countries, they you do eat an animal when it's still alive. You do fish, for example, in Japan. It's quite. It's some dishes. The fish is still kind of alive there, and you just yeah. eat it. Oh. Or, or 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 certainly the fish is very recently alive. So is the country where you, you eat, you take the beating heart of a, a snake and eat it while it's still pumping? The actual still living heart yeah. of a snake. Oh. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to say China. I think it might be China again. Because I know that they, they do like to have snake's blood. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's meant to be very healthy. Yeah. Meant to be very good for your... Not for the, sna- not for the snake. Not for the snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> unfortunate for yeah. the snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in England, certainly, I think um, we're, we're used to just eating manufactured meat. You're like, uh, well, I don't because I don't eat meat. You're vegetarian, um, but, uh, but I do eat manufactured vegetables. Yeah, but can you get manufactured vegetables? Well, I'm sure you can. Yeah, they've been processed in some way. Yeah. But what I mean is that is that have you here, seen those fractal bro- broccoli? 
Oh, yeah. There we go. They're not fractal. It's not called fractal it's broccoli. It's basically a fractal broccoli, isn't it? They are pretty cool. They're amazing. Yeah. I don't know how they've like been... Per- I think it's purple. genetically modified. Don't worry, no, listeners. I don't know what fractal, fractal. broccoli is it's either. It's genetically modified. You broccoli. can. Why they... don't they genetically modify peas so that they're square and don't really <laughs> <much more? laughs> It's yeah, basically, is it? Yeah. Peas that would stick to or they should genetically like modify peas, peas so that peas they, sh- they should modify peas so that they're already attached to the fork. Or they jump on your fork. They climb yeah, out of the bowl and jump in, on your fork. Intelligent peas <laughs> that jump into your mouth. You just lie there and your mouth they'll go. Be quite good. <laughs> they'll just jump into your mouth and, or and you just have work one their way down into your stomach. <laughs> you don't even need to swallow them. One giant pea the size of a, I don't know, <laughs> football. Like a, a, yeah, a small football. And you just have it as a Sunday roast. You just carve it in half, half yeah. pea. Carve slices of some gravy. This big pea. That would be good. Okay. Gravy, We're talking about genetically modified food, but um, here, obviously, in the UK and most Western countries, we're used to eating f- like a, you know a bit of bacon or something that's from a pig that was killed in a factory like miles away somewhere. Yeah, it's bacon and, 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 and the idea of like actually killing the animal before you eat it is like horrific to some people. I think, in a way, it would be quite good if you did because we'd have a much healthier society, and you'd be a bit more responsible for what you did. Yeah, you know, but and like if you had to, I mean, if I had to kill <coughs> animal before I ate it, it'd probably stop me eating a lot of meat. But what about I'd probably the, eat a bit of the odd chicken? For but a what treat. about the practical side of it? Where would you keep all these animals that you have to kill? Well, you, uh, you, there, well there's just, the thing you wouldn't need you to wouldn't keep that many to. animals. You'd, you'd, you know, a one pig could last a person a long time. But you'd still need to. You, you need, need to store it. Still need to keep a It'd be a massive change of society. It's not yeah. something you could just introduce. But you couldn't have it would everyone in this country killing the animal before they eat be it. Better, Where would they keep the animals? You could keep the pig here. It wouldn't. I wouldn't feel happy with a pig living on the balcony. And he can't live <laughs> in the flat. <laughs> that would be brilliant. All right. Get a cow what, out what, potato peelings out what I'm saying is that it's just not practically possible. No, it's not. To do it any other way, it has to be this industrialised thing now, doesn't it? Because yeah, if people want to, if people want to eat, if people yeah. want to eat meat, then how are they going to? Uh, how much meat? How much of that meat gets wasted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not need, saying it's right. Know. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that the reason people that demand the reason now. that that um, it's all industrialised is just because supply and demand. Supply and demand. Yeah, but I'm not saying it's right to kill animals well, actually, in those ways. There's a greater demand for uh, there's a greater demand for free range meat now yeah. than there ever was yeah. uh, a few years ago. So actually, um, we do have the space to a certain extent. Standards are getting better. Capacity to, yeah. to breed animals. In a in a in a relatively pleasant environment, but those animals are still killed um, yeah. and turned into food somewhere yeah. along the line. And then when you actually get your hands on it, it's just a piece of meat on a plate, you know. So um, here's a question: If you go into a restaurant, like a seafood restaurant, and you can do it here now, and you pick which lobster you're going to have from the tank, do you yeah. think that, would you do that? Uh, yeah, 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 I would. I would pick the lobster, yeah. And, and in fact, I, for some reason, the act of picking a lobster before you eat it is seen as being a mark of a quality restaurant, isn't it? It is. So, some reason, some reason here, if you get to choose your lobster first, that means you're getting a really good service. Do you think you would do service? Have you never done that, though, have you? Would no, because I, I, don't eat lo- I don't eat lobster no, very It's much. really expensive. It is expensive. expensive. Yeah, but I'm saying that the act of choosing your lobster first from a, a, a tank of living lobsters is somehow a mark of it being a quality restaurant. More of a kind of 
sort of connection to that lobster in some kind of... I wonder if you could make friends with it first and sort of well, have a little would you weekend feel a mental, away. Uh, uh, connection to it or anything um, for that lobster? Would you say a prayer for it as it was being... I don't, I don't know. Well, I, when I lived in Japan, I did have uh, a situation like this where I went to a sushi restaurant with a friend, a Japanese friend, and we were sat at the counter, and in the uh, glass cabinet at the counter there were, you know, like the big lump of big lumps of meat that the sushi chef was using, and then there was a tray full of clams, you know, these shells, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the clams were still alive. So these are these large shells with like a, you know, they're sh um, they've got like whatever it is on the inside, but these things were still alive, yeah. and one of them was quite active. It was moving around this tray, oh, yeah. um, and um, my friend said, uh, "Do you want a clam?" And I said, yeah, yeah, let's have that one. Because it one looked like the one, it, one that was moving around. I was like, I've just been watching that for the last half an hour I'm moving no, around. I'm eat it. And I said, look, if I'm going to have a clam, they're all alive, why not have that one? Because I felt like I got to know it. I thought that might be quite a nice clam. I mean, they're all going to get eaten anyway. But surely the one that was moving around was the, the most active one, was probably the one that was having the best time. I don't know. I, I don't know and if... You just if, took if his life. I don't know if they're no, enjoying the themselves more. The yeah, and <laughs> I don't know why I chose that one, other than that one just, just sort of presented itself to me by... Did it? Well, by being... <laughs> I mean, I just noticed it more, so I thought, well, I've kind of let's got to know see. that one. Let's have that one, if I've got to have one of them. And what, how did you feel when you were eating the clam? Um, I felt, it, it, it felt strange, it felt weird to me. Because but, you'd just seen it alive. I'd seen this, this clam that I'd just seen alive moving around inside the, uh, the tray, and then suddenly, within five minutes, like the chef took it out, yeah. opened it up, chopped it up, put it on some rice, and gave it to us. And then within five minutes or so, we were eating that clam that yeah. we'd just seen moving around. And that, that was meant to be a better uh, restaurant experience because, there was, because it was very recently alive. Well, yeah, of course, it's fresher. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's fresher. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You know when you go to an aquarium in England and you look at fish swimming around yeah. in the aquarium, you look at them and you go, wow, don't they look beautiful? Yeah. I've been to aquariums in Japan. Uh, with Japanese people, and they've looked at the fish swimming around yeah. inside the tanks, and they've gone, "Wow, that looks delicious." Really? Yeah. Oishi saw. Oishi, oh, oishi saw, which means that looks delicious. So I remember another time going to Kyoto, and in Kyoto they have like these rivers and ponds with uh, these beautiful big golden carp in the in the ponds. I don't know if it was a joke or not, but I remember listening to a group of Japanese businessmen, we were all standing on a bridge. I was looking at the carp thinking, they're beautiful carp. Mm. And these businessmen were look, going, oh, oishi so, meaning, wow, that, think, one, that one looks delicious. I think they're aware of the, uh, of the joke there because they know that they're yeah. there for decorative purposes. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be going, oh, aren't they lovely? Not and completely they're kind of aware. Being, and they're being slightly um, blokey and they're manly and going, hey, that one looks joking. tasty, doesn't it? But not completely aware because I went with a... No, but they know what they're doing. Yeah, but I went with a, a female friend as well and, who did it and I, I don't believe she was doing, making a joke. No, but half joking. Like, she means it, but she's aware that what she's saying is a bit funny in that context. Well, yeah. Is, uh, is yeah, it, yeah. Are you saying yeah. that Japanese are weird for doing that? No, I'm not I'm saying they're weird. No. I would argue that we're weird yeah. for not thinking about it. I think it is, there's a logical reason for them, uh, you know, believing that, like, when a, when a fish is very recently dead, it's mm. going to taste better because it's fresher. Yeah. I completely understand that. So I'm not saying that the Japanese are weird. I'm just saying that my experience then was like a, a kind of, huh? moment. Right. You know, I just think that's quite interesting, those, those kind of, huh? moments. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. 
how, we're gonna, how long we're going to keep Maybe going on. It's already an hour. There's, there's so, should, we, so, should we draw our conclusions? So much yeah. more to, to talk about. Um, so many other examples of these things. I'll have to come back to this subject. But what, yeah, I mean, that was a slightly chaotic uh, episode, which is fine. Very I hope, I hope that all the listeners out there can follow what we're talking about and they can identify which things were sort of ridiculous, sarcastic jokes and which things were more sincere, uh, serious things. I couldn't either. Really. If I didn't know us... I wouldn't know which ones were jokes and which ones were serious. I suppose that's the challenge. If you're listening I to this, try and work out which things were jokes and which things were sort of well, not, sincere. Well, not, not jokes exactly, but... Ironic or lies. sarcastic. I think the best thing to do is to assume that everything we've just said was slightly ironic. Yeah. I think and, that's... And work from there. That's, <laughs> that's another, is it weird or is it just different thing? A lot of people... We think it's normal to be as sarcastic and, and, and ironic dry, as, as we are. And dry. And dry. Like, we say things straight, we're actually, we're, we're joking. A lot of people, like, for example, Americans, when they come to England, they don't know whether English people are being sincere or if they're making, a, making fun of everything. But if, and if, sometimes you can be both. We think it's sometimes normal, but be, not many we, other people we do it. We think it's normal, yeah. as in us three, because we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. We've done it for, done it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it is something I, you build up I with. Spend my entire day at work, for instance, being yeah. ironic, yeah. and people don't really get it. Yeah, well, yeah. You wouldn't, do that. Know. It you wouldn't do that, would you? No, it, it, it requires I'll, a friendship, friendship and trust. It's and almost like you're testing each other's friendship in a way because you're sort of pushing the boundaries a little bit of like taking the piss out of them, mm. kind of winding them up, but also in a kind of bonding way. It's almost like a competition. I think everyone does that though. It's like it's quite competitive, isn't it? Who can be the most ironic? Who can be the most ironic? Yeah. And they can say the most out of order thing with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> they say that they, the people people say that uh, in Britain um, hum, hum, we have like this this sort of uh, ironic sense of humour because there's a kind of uh, we exist in this like slightly ambiguous uh, culture where we're we're a little bit more reserved and not so direct, and so that it's quite a kind of breeding ground for humour because. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to be sarcastic and ironic. And, and say anything but the thing that you really mean sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, you will say the exact opposite of what you mean in a very straight, very dry kind of way. And uh, a lot of people don't realise, they don't pick up on that. They don't realise that, that it, we're doing it. And I don't know why we do it. It's just awkward, isn't it's just, it? It's, it's kind of a, a way of avoiding making a very di direct statement, I think. But... Who knows, really? Who knows? Who, who does know? Yeah. Well, I think we do it because it makes us laugh, personally. Yeah, it's yeah. just fun. Yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just funny. Especially when you know the person well enough to know when, when they're joking, even though they say it completely straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, one example of this might be if you go, uh, if you're watching a movie, like, if we're together watching a movie and the movie's really terrible, we might start saying, oh, this is... This is uh, this is brilliant. I love this film. I love the way the script is so bad. <laughs> you know, and we don't. Um, in in a way, we we are criticising a film, but we're we're kind of enjoying criticizing. talking about how great the film is. But actually, we mean it, that the film is terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like many different levels. So anyway, you start saying that was an inspired piece of uh, dialogue. Yeah, what brilliant acting that yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, when actually it was terrible. Or if someone says to you. Um, any idea what the weather will be like today? And you go, oh no, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a wonderful day by all accounts, you know, just like normal. And what they mean is, it's it's going to rain. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, um, it must be quite annoying. 
to have to deal with yeah. sarcastic English people. Yeah, when yeah. You're not used just, to just it. like we think we actually think we're really good at it. Like experts, <laughs> at irony. Yeah, but no one else gets it. Nobody else just must look like a bunch. Nobody else understands it. Apparently, like business people who who do business with with English people often will say they don't really know sometimes what the person is really saying, um, whether they're um, making a direct statement or not. There's a bit of ambiguity, um, something like that. Anyway, do you, any conclusions just at the end of this? Uh, have you learnt anything? Yeah. What have you learned? I wouldn't eat a witcher to grub. No, a witchetty grub. Witchetty grub. By the witchetty way, a witchetty grub is like a white kind of worm thing that yeah. uh, becomes a, uh, like a moth or something. Yeah, I don't know what it turns into. It must turn into some kind of bird. It's massive. No, not a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it become a bird. It turns into a swan. It's like a big white caterpillar. <laughs> like a big white caterpillar yeah. that live in the ground. With like some weird kind of helmety face. Like a black helmety face really with a big white segmented. Body. So you've learned that you wouldn't, you still wouldn't eat I a definitely wouldn't like a bloated. Well, I might eat a cricket on a stick. Okay. Like um, a bloated fat man's... No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned anything from this? Um, about, you know, uh, the way some other cultures do things? Um... You haven't, have you? In fact, you've forgotten, you've forgotten <laughs> things that you used to know at the beginning of the smacking children, Smacking other people's children is wrong. Oh, Apparently. Okay. That was an example of, of this ironic, ironical <laughs> song. You didn't really mean that. I did mean it. I found out that it's wrong. No, you already I'm... knew it was wrong. <laughs> Goodness me. If you've actually understood any of this, then well done. Congratulations. You're doing really, really well with your English. I think this may be one of the most complicated... I don't understand to it. To. I don't, I don't understand even understand anything that I've just heard. I don't even understand anything that I'm saying now. Um, so if you if you if you are following this, then congratulations. <laughs> You're doing and really well. Where, when's the Ted going to turn up? When's the when's Ted? That's gonna it. Turn up? The North going. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Ted arriving, is it? Now go and watch Akira. Okay. The, the subtitle version, not the English. Um, language version, but the Japanese one with subtitles. I, I'm going to have to try and listen back to this and and then add like YouTube links to some of the things we've talked about, like Akira and Ted, Ted and Super Ted, Super Super Ted and Super Ted. Super Ted's a cartoon. Oh, I remember Super Ted. Yeah. But I don't remember talking. He mentioned about Super Ted when I introduced the Ted the the the, the conference T E D Ted. Oh. He was then like, "What Super Ted?" What's going to happen? Is Super Ted going to arrive? Well, it's going to be funny, isn't it? Or is it like a big robot version of Super Ted with like flames coming out of his ears or something? Hilarious. Was that a sarcastic mock mockery? It was. It was. It was like treble three times sarcasm because I was both serious and um, ridiculous all at the same time. Oh. That's complicated. And on that, I'm really hungry. On that complicated note, let's stop recording this. Do you say goodbye at any point? Yeah, yeah, you can say goodbye. Do but need... but I'm going to say goodbye now, and you you can say goodbye with me if, if you want. What simultaneously? Yeah, so same time. That's like... that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Bye, 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 bye. bye, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.podomatic.com for more information.